Hey y'all, it's your favorite host, and I wanted to just pop in here to say, uh, if you're enjoying the show uh, and you'd like to give us some support, the best way to do that is through Patreon. Uh, I've launched the Patreon with a couple of tiers. There's a $3 tier, which gives you access to the Discord, and you come hang out with uh, me and the other friends inside of that, uh, and just kind of talk the show, talk a bunch of different nerd stuff. And then there is a, another tier, an $8 tier, uh, where you can get early access to episodes ad-free. Um, you will also get free access to all uh, micro-RPGs that I create in the future. Yeah, so again, uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, if you'd like to give additional support, that's one way to do it. Another great way to do it is just, you know, go on to whatever platform you're listening to and rate the podcast, subscribe, uh, follow, leave a review if you can. Um, those things really help gain visibility for the show, and it is always greatly appreciated. Link is in the description. Thank you so much, and back to the episode. Welcome to the Secret Nerd Podcast, where we think everyone should play tabletop RPGs and give you some reasons why. Y'all, if you are not already following Navarre on Twitter, if you're not already following uh, the podcast, go ahead and tell us where we can find you just to start this all off. Yeah. So uh, the podcast, wherever you pod, um, Secret Nerd Podcast, and you can follow me on Twitter at Secret NRD Social. Um, I also, uh, what's the word? Reluctantly <laughs> created, <laughs> reluctantly created a personal uh twitter account this past week or so um and you can find that at uh, navar n-a-v-a-a-r-s-n-p like secret nerd podcast um but yeah on secret nerd podcast on instagram too though i just kind of just post videos there so amazing let me get oh my gosh we already have a great question uh <laughs> so what i'm gonna do so the first half of this is going to be questions and compliments from guests that you've had on the show. And then we're going to transition into more of an AMA style things. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. Uh, I kind of do. I do like this question in chat though. Uh, Navar, what is your favorite NPC voice to do? Um, I think I usually just go for like the easy one. So I'll just like make my voice deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like, um, Question the King, question the King, celebrating 50 episodes of Secret Nerd Podcast with Navarre. Like something like that. Yeah. Oh, that's just, <laughs> just love that. Oh my gosh, hey, Sonia, Sonia, hello. Hello. Thanks for oh coming. Oh my goodness. We're having squad in chat today. <laughs> Those dulcet Navarre tones. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so let's go ahead and get, jump into this first part. Uh, like I said, you have a lot of people that love you, enjoy the show, enjoy your presence, enjoy you as an interviewer. Um, I'm going to start with Mayday Roleplay, who yeah. kind of kicked it off from all of Mayday Roleplay. They all say happy 50 episodes. Ah, so thanks, excited guys. to see that. Yeah, um, It's so great because all of them, each of them gave me a question. Um, oh, that's sweet. So... First of all, what have you learned about the art of interviewing after 50 interviews so far? Ooh, um, gosh, I feel like I definitely have learned like people's cues a little bit better. Um, mm -hmm. That's why I'm such a big advocate for using cameras to talk to folks. Um, it helps me a lot. But yeah, definitely like picked up on people's cues. Um, I think that over this time, I've also learned how to just get people comfortable, right? Comfortable and safe. So they want to talk about some of the stuff that we get into because sometimes, um, you know, we'll cover some heavy topics for a few minutes and, and um, yeah, I think it just definitely that just kind of how to help people understand that I'm here to tell their story, to give them a platform um, and that, and to create a safe space where they can, where they can shine. 
Um, and hopefully, uh, it seems like that rings through to people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Allegra has a few questions. Okay. Um, how do you curate vibes for a game? Uh, do you mm. use mood boards, playlists, drawings, etc.? And what is your favorite one you've created so far? Huh, that's a good question. I, I don't, I don't do any of those things. Um, <laughs> I, I am just honestly like a big time daydreamer. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of my prep is just literally me thinking about the scenario, whatever yeah. like campaign scenario I've come up with. Um, I just think about it a lot. And I think about the possible uh, ins and outs, the possible choices people can make. Um, and, and usually decide um, how I want that to come across like in that sort of daydream. And then as we get closer, I just feel out the players. And so once the players are in it, because I'm I never want to be like so stuck in it that that won't change. Um, you know, especially like in Pathfinder. In a game like yeah. Delta Green, that's a little bit different because it's like this game is meant to be scary, right? Um, so you just kind of make sure you're not like taking the players past their lines. But yeah, I think it's just a lot of a lot of daydreaming and and uh just like planning scenes in my head to just kind of bank until I need them. Yes, I love that. Um, I think what's interesting too is, and I'm going to ask a question about it later, is like yeah. the role of players, like when the players enter into the fray, what yeah. that even looks like, which is so <laughs> great. It's just like, oh, oh, you're going to throw a wrench in everything I was daydreaming. Cool. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, fellow Mind Palace DM. Yes, for yes, sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I meant to say, Jen, thank you so much for the bit, the bits you cheered. A uh, hundred bits. Thank you so much. Um, let's see. From Eli Mayday, has there mm -hmm. ever been any advice or takeaway throughout the podcast journey that you've applied to being a GM or player? Yeah, I definitely think just in talking to folks who have different experiences, I think that it's helped me incorporate things um, like biases that I had about, you know, being fully able-bodied or uh, not thinking about um, specific cultures and things like that and how to incorporate those things. Mm -hmm. I think like I was never doing anything malicious or anything like that, but I definitely think that I overlooked a lot of stuff. And so talking to folks has really opened my eyes to be like, okay, yeah, this is how, you know, somebody could be like, this is how I play like a trans character or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I can use that as like, this is how I can present an NPC um, and not to, you know, make everybody a monolith, but just like, it gives me ways to kind of navigate that stuff to incorporate in games so that I can include that because I'm, you know, I want my games to be as diverse and inclusive as possible. Yeah, definitely. Um, also, sorry if you hear my dog in the background, he is going, he got a haircut today and he's extremely anxious about it. <laughs> um, and he absolutely needs to, like, he's just like, I want to be held right now. It's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's literally amazing. I think that like, it's super important to apply those like things that you learn. Mm -hmm. Um, otherwise, like what's the, like, you could just have a bunch of people on the show and everyone talk about stuff. But if you walk away and you're like, uh, eh, I didn't really learn anything that time. It's like, what's the point of having diverse people on the show? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, there are so many more questions. I'm going to move to Sergio of Mayday. Now that you're going to be starting streaming, when do you plan on running a Delta Green game? And can I be in it? Uh, yes, Sergio, you can be in the game. Um, when will I ever do an actual play on stream? God, um, I joked around and said, Secret Nerd shenanigans coming 2024 summer. That might be, that might be it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, my initial plans for streaming is, is, is really just like low key stuff. Um, I just like, I feel like it's something that I should learn, right? Like it's mm -hmm. kind of part of the zeitgeist of TTRPGs. Um, it would, I feel like it's probably something that would be, <laughs> I would be negligent not to learn at least the basics of it. Um, and I think it would be fun to just like get on and draw stuff. Cause I enjoy doing that. So. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Don't worry, Cooper. Cooper is here for you. That's both of our dogs are named Cooper, and I think that's the funniest thing. <laughs> like tabletop, like the TR TTRPG world is connected. Um, there's a few more questions from the Mayday crew, but you've got yeah. a lot more people. I want to bounce around and then come back. Um, next up is Connie, uh, ah. GM for Transplanter RPG, amazing friend. Yeah. Um, 
to start off, Connie says Navarre exemplifies the best that the ta- tabletop RPG com- community has to offer, a creative, artistic force for good. It was just a joy to be interviewed by Navarre on his podcast, and I'm so excited to see which lucky guests he invites on next and what he does in the space. Mm. So Thank you, Connie. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. The hardest uh, part is going to be accepting compliments. I'm just it's like... Really, <laughs> it's, it's so hard. And just not crying. That's yeah. <laughs> you could cry on stream. It's fine. <laughs> this is a safe space with no, sixteen I mean, viewers, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's incredible. Um, thank you so much, Connie. Oh yeah, seriously. Connie has a question. Um, what is a piece of GMing, production, or creative advice that you would give yourself when you first started off in this space? Hmm. I think. God take a little bit more time. Um, I think I've talked, I've talked to you about it. Yeah. We've uh, talked quite about a bit. this. Yeah. But it's like, it's one of those things like when getting into it, when I got into it has afforded me a lot of opportunities because I've met people when I did. However, I do wish that I would have waited maybe a couple months until mm-hmm. I had like had the software that I wanted, had, um, like learn a little bit more about mics and stuff. And like, I think that kind of stuff would have probably been beneficial. I think anybody who wants to get into it, there's pluses and minuses to both. Like, yeah, it helps to gain the experience of like doing it. But if you're going into it to like gain experience, I think that's fine. If you're going into it to like make this like a podcast where you potentially could do something, I think you have to consider a lot more things first um, because there's so much there's so much involved in like making it, taking it from like just people around, you know, a headset microphone to a production. And uh, yeah, I think that would have been the one thing just like, it, it probably would have been helpful to have time, but I'm, I don't regret starting when I did. Yeah. I think that waiting is super important. And <laughs> like, we've both talked about how, yeah. how it helped both of us and like, yeah continues to help us to just like sit back and watch rather than like like doing is very very important and that's something i've told you before i really i really admire that you do like you just do and there's a spot for you to do and and that's created so many relationships for you and created so many opportunities for you to learn and to grow um and on the other hand like i just sit and i wait and then i like jump out and there's like like you said pros and cons to both of those but i love that you're able to like be a living testimony to like what that actually looks like of like i don't know just even giving that advice to yourself is very helpful but like being able to look back in in retrospect yeah is so powerful yeah Um, i mean i think like to to give some insight to folks like i thought about making a podcast for like a year. I recorded my first episode um, with Miguel, my best Mm -hmm. friend, um, in like late April, early May. And episode one didn't come out until July. And a lot of that was just like me making a backlog, me learning how to edit. You know what I mean? Like doing all that stuff so that way when I actually put it out, I didn't have to like freak out. And be like, oh shit, like I'm gonna miss a week or whatever. Uh, Cause I, I want consistency is the other thing. Like you gotta be consistent. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nathan, thank you so much for hanging out. Definitely feel free to lurk. It is completely and utterly respected in this space to lurk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we love that. Um, yeah. And thank you to Connie for that question. Yeah. Thank you so much. Next, we have Brandy. Uh, mm. At cutest patootis, or yeah. at I, I think that their new at is different. Let me get this actually out. Because, uh, yeah, the Brandy Rose on Twitter. Yeah. Um, or at cutest patootis on Twitch. Um, they say Navar, you are a very dedicated worker, and they'd love to play Pathfinder with you once hey. or sometime. Absolutely. And their question, they've got a few. I'm ready for your answers. I'm so <laughs> okay. excited for your answer. Who is your dream guest? Oh, uh, that's tough. I would say right now, the number one person, if I could get them on the show, is Orion. Oh, yeah. Orion D. Black. Yes. Um, yeah. And like after that, AKA A1 or 1A, 1B would be mm-hmm. Gabe Hicks. 
Yeah. So, yeah. That's amazing. Um, the next version of the question is extremely important. I'm going to move something over because, of yeah. course, everything pops up on that screen. Um, the next version of the question is extremely important. Which of the Muppets would be at your dream table to DM? Oh God, um, I don't, I don't know a lot of Muppet Muppet lore. Um, <laughs> Muppet lore is something I never thought I'd be hearing. <laughs> right. I don't know. I mean, probably. Please do, uh, Jess. Jess is saying uh, they'll bu- bully Orion in the chat. Yes. Uh, please do. Um, but uh, yeah, I f- think probably Elmo because Elmo's black. Elmo counts. Yep. Yeah. And Elmo so, is black. This is true. Yeah. Elmo is black. <laughs> this is so true. I've never said it out loud before, but it just feels so right. Yeah. Because yeah. it's right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're correct. Um, is Wait, is Elmo a Muppet? Elmo? Okay, so listen. Or is Elmo Muppets on Sesame were, Street? Elmo's, Elmo's on Sesame Street, but Muppets were kind of all created like their their entire creation was by like the same person. Like, um, what's his okay. name? Hendrix. I, I I went to a whole Muppet museum thing for some reason, and a lot of them are by the same dude, even though they're voiced by different people. So I consider like Sesame Street Muppets, I consider like um, Labyrinth, like Labyrinth and all of those kind of puppets as Muppets. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my brain. <laughs> oh my goodness. Minstrel's Tale. Oh my goodness. Thank you for the subscription. Oh. Minstrel's Tale has been so excited. Hey, yeah. Like, <laughs> Hi, Momo. It's so great. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jim Henson. That's who it is. I said Hendrix. Yeah. yeah Jim yeah. Henson. Elmo's Black and also canonically mixed. Oh my gosh. One of my favorite things to do is go to Wikipedia's for things like this and just read what they say because <laughs> yeah. they'll be like, Big Bird is a convict from, and like they'll just <laughs> say something and you're like, oh, cool. So this is a fact. Yeah, um, for sure. Question Have you been hiding your face from socials because it matches the power and re- resonance of your voice? <laughs> First of all, you're, you're too sweet. Uh, second of all, it's because I hate Twitter. <laughs> um this is a a known a known uh fact i always say like there's two things that you can almost guarantee i'll talk about every episode outside of the guest and that's pathfinder 2e Mm. and how much i hate twitter and uh and i stand by those two things (laughs) (laughs) that's it yeah um amazing i have another question from brandy for the way that they worded this, I don't think they meant your dream guest and the Muppet together, but I'm going to ask it like you have to. Yeah. What is the campaign that you would give your dream guest and this Muppet, Elmo, the biracial uh, black Muppet? Okay. So Elmo and Orion are at a table. My, my dream scenario for that, uh, haven't even considered. Um, God, I don't know. I feel like. I feel like Orion doesn't like dungeon. I know yeah, they don't like Dungeons and Dragons. I'm pretty sure. Uh, Pathfinder might be a different story. I feel like it's going to be in the Moenga expanse. Yep. Um, it's going to be like level 17. Um, they're going to be like chilling in a town, having drinks on a dock. And um, there's going to be like this big tsunami type deal. And they're going to find out that there's this large hippopotamus like creature with a wreath of fire around its neck um, that is going to start attacking the town. And that is what they will be fighting. Beautiful um, campaign start. Yeah. That, that yeah. sounds amazing. Um, perfectly yeah, short, fitting. Short, you know, level 17 to like maybe level 19, level 20, uh, you know, and just fuck around and find out. Oh yeah, that's big energy right there. Big vibe. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna jump down a little bit. Let's go to uh, Jasper. Jasper of um, three black, black halflings. Half- Fuck off, all of you. Um, <laughs> I mean that in the nicest New England way possible. Of just like, <laughs> y'all are incredible. Okay, go ahead. Um. Jasper says, chatting in Navarre, you find out pretty quickly what a genuine and awesome guy he is. It was an absolute pleasure talking to him, and I'm going to sit back and see him rise. The question that Jasper has for you is, what is your favorite spell in D&D? 
that's um hmm that, that's tricky i don't play enough D to have like an instant favorite instant, spell yeah yeah i agree but that said um i don't know i mean i think like misty step is like a fun little u- utility thing you can Good get away flavor. with some stuff yeah um yeah, probably haste because mm. I just wish I just want to do more attacks. Yeah, it's always you know? great. Double <laughs> yeah. my speed, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the Stardew music. Thank you. It is a playlist <laughs> and it is going. It is, <laughs> it's bounced around from like Wii music to like chill piano to I I don't know. Um, amazing. Yeah. Now, your friend Elias of the Ever Rome Adventurers, yeah, has a compliment for you. So. Elias says he is one of the coolest and realest people in the TTRPG space. And you're highlighting, I'm going to switch to you. Your mm-hmm. highlighting of all the marginalized tabletop RPG creators is huge and much needed. And that person, and for that personally, Elias has nothing but love and respect for you. Nothing but love to my big brother. And Elias says Chevy wants to kick Mal's ass, Mal's ass. I don't know. Yeah, no. This is from a personal campaign, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, yeah. So Elias has a podcast, Everyone Adventures. Um, I've been a guest on the show twice. I play a blade singer wizard, mm. a drow with a white afro, um, carries a spear, and he he's part of a faction of drow that are perceived as evil but they're not evil mm. um and he worked with the group um to find a thing and then he left with the thing uh jordan from blackness and dragons also played in that session and she was kind of mal's companion um at the we guested on and uh yeah so we took a thing and uh and they're mad about that <laughs> amazing i yeah. love that <laughs> um elias asks why on earth, when creating characters, would you dump charisma like you're playing in a forever dungeon crawl in 1987? <laughs> <laughs> because honestly, most people don't really use charisma the way that it's supposed to be used. Like yeah. everybody thinks it's like how hot you are. And it might be like how hot your personality is, but it's not like your physical attractiveness. Um, also, I think it's one of those stats that's like, it's never based on how you role play it it's always based on how you uh how you roll right yep. you can make the best speech and more nine times out of ten the dm's gonna be like all right roll for persuasion yep. and then you roll a natural one and that best speech is like it's not good yeah you yeah. have shit on your face the entire time so yeah. yeah um i think that's like i just think it's one of those things like it's it's fine it's easy and i'm also um low-key a troll and i like to just pick on people yeah i mean like the thing about charisma and this is like something that like i could get into i love when people are more creative with how they use stats like there are some bards that when they make like certain charisma like checks and saves they're never rolling below a 10 so i'm always going to make them roll because it's fun to see what they're going to roll anyway even if they're going to always get a 14 or a 23 or whatever yeah um but i love those people like i've seen more so on twitter people saying things like okay, um, I'm giving my players the option to either roll stealth when they're trying to uh, blend into a crowd or they can use charisma check and do the Assassin's Creed thing and like look like a regular person. Yeah. It's like that kind of thing is what charisma I think should be leaning more towards is like your ability to fit in sometimes, mm-hmm. not, a, not always standing out with how hot you are. It's like, yeah. Yeah. how, how do you address social situations and move forward with that? Um, because someone who's extremely gifted and masterful at social situations, um, can blend in just as when they want to and stand out when they want to. And I'm yeah. like, that's, that's a vibe. And I think like, I'm a big proponent of if you're, if you know, you're going to try to persuade somebody, just tell the GM, just be like, Hey, I would like to persuade them. Can I roll first? And based on how I roll, I will role play this. Yep. So that way, if you roll a natural one, then you can have like a bumbling speech, you know? Um, See what that and, actually looks yeah. like. Yeah. And then that way, it's not like you're, you're not undoing what you, the great thing that you've created. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a fun way to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, the other question Elias had was, <laughs> what is your nerd origin story? 
Uh, I was um, a quiet, nerdy kid from the get. And uh, I read a lot of fantasy books. And, um, and I drew a lot. And so I just kind of found things that like would work with my introversion. And um, yeah, fantasy books was something that my mom and my grandmother really enjoyed. And so uh, that's what I read for the most part. And I loved it. Um, except for Harry Potter, which I legitimately not just saying this because J.K. Rowling's a piece of shit, like legitimately thought the books were trash in fifth grade Love that. and, uh, and never read more than the second chapter of book one. The um, power. Imagine being a kid and being like, this is crap. Yeah. I'm never reading this again. And then watching it blow up and secretly like you're in the corner. Like, I know this is bad. Yeah, like, that's exactly terrible. how it was. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I and I mean, that. I certainly don't like. I certainly am not like chanting hooray because now she has all this hate towards people and the books yeah, are, no. you know, like, I don't want that, of course, but it definitely was a thing of just like, I was like, fine. Um, I, I get that she introduced people to fantasy, but you know, it's not for me. Yep. I agree. Amazing. Um, Let's keep moving on. Uh, Trooper SJP or at Academic Foxhole on Twitter um, wanted to compliment you saying one of the best compliments that I can give to someone is that they're thoughtful, being thoughtful to, towards others, but also thoughtful towards oneself. And Navar is thoughtful. That is very rare and special and something I value in Navar a lot. It is one of the things that makes me happy to share. Uh, one of the things that makes me happy to share the space with him. The question that Trooper has is, do you love any nerdy things that are not popular in nerd spaces? What are those things? Hmm. Not popular in nerd spaces, but still nerdy. Yeah, it could be. It's just something that you love. Like, I don't know. I think rock climbing is something that like secretly a lot of nerds do, but it's not something that's nerdy. If that yeah. makes sense. Uh, I would count that stuff that yeah. you like. That's not exactly nerd culture. Uh, that's tough. I would say, I mean, cause like just kind of list, like I love music, mm -hmm. um, and like specifically voices, yes. uh, in music. Um, I like, I really love, um, contact sports like football and rugby. Uh, it's tough. I just feel like things that I'm like, you know, that are nerdy are just kind of things that are like really accepted already so it's hard yeah. to say um and i mean let's be honest ttrpgs are kind of like at that worse end yeah <laughs> like the thing is is like everything that you could ever be into is nerdy for someone like yeah. there are some people like people don't understand that the same people playing D D for six hours on sunday are the same exact people like like are mirroring people that sit down and watch a game like a football game on sundays every single week for their same exact team like you're yeah. doing the same exact thing yeah um, it's just whatever your hobby is <laughs> exactly what are you that's that's literally it like what are you into that's it um yeah oh my gosh you have so many people it's so great i'm <laughs> loving going down this list um next up daniel kwan mm. of asians represent said i had a wonderful time on your podcast navarra is respectful and thoughtful who and knows when to give space to the guests and when to drive amazing conversation thank you appreciate that daniel so wonderful um and actually so uh yeah. with daniel's permission speaking of Daniel Kwan and Asians Represent, um, I will actually be on Asians Represent on Friday. Um, so you can catch me yes. and um, Sonia, who's in the chat. And yes. um, yeah, and uh, we'll, I won't spoil what we're talking about because um, it'll get announced. But um, yeah, so if you'd like to see that, uh, definitely, definitely tune in. That is wild. I'm that is that is absolutely nuts. I love that. Yeah, so I'm. Much. Yeah. Uh, when he asked like me, I was <laughs> I was over the moon. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Um, yeah. Daniel just wanted to give you some nice words. Um, up next is Indrani of Nanagon Dice. Yay. Um, Indrani asks or says, Navar, it is so easy to fall into conversation with you. Your ability to make people feel seen, heard and safe is incredible. I'm glad to thank be able you. to call you a friend now. Yes, thank you. Their question is uh, hashtag the last of us two podcast when <laughs> <laughs> uh, scheduling planning 
Um, if, if y'all haven't listened to that episode, uh, we spent a solid 30 minutes talking about the last of us and how much we loved it. Um, and then jokingly, but then also seriously talked about making a podcast about it. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's going to (laughs) happen sooner, probably than later. (laughs) Um, Andrade says jokes aside, what are your hopes for the future of the tabletop (laughs) RPG community? Oh God. Um, it's a hard one. Yeah. I honestly, I just hope that, you know, places that people in places like the folks that have been on my show, like, uh, Utopia, like well-seasoned stories, like folks like yourself, who's, you know, creating all POC, um, cast, like things like that, keep growing and gaining traction and becoming as popular as the shows that are just all five white dudes. Yep. And that we continue to get to make games, contribute to games that already exist um, in a meaningful way. And um, yeah, I mean, just more uh, diversity and inclusion as much as possible. As much as possible. That's amazing. Last but not least, uh, Dr. Friedman or Mm -hmm. at Freed on Twitter. uh, Basically asked, uh, well, complimented complimented you first said congratulations on 50 episodes of a podcast that really lets your listeners and your guests get to know more about the folks in the tabletop rpg space in new ways looking forward to episode 100 thank you so appreciate that emily yeah Yeah. um dr friedman asks one of my favorite tabletop rpgs these days is brindlewood bay the murder she wrote slash girl gold Oh, yeah. Murder, She Wrote slash Golden Girls meets Cthulhu Mystery Game. (laughs) Nice. I know. That's great. (laughs) In that game, your little old lady character has a fashion style, a cozy hobby that they do to recharge, and a maven move that comes from the 70s, 80s, or 90s TV detectives. If you were going to make a character, what would your style, hobby, and cool move be? God. Um... (laughs) That's funny. I feel like I would just be like, so my style would just be like, like a sweatsuit, like legit, <laughs> yeah, you know, hoodie and sweats, uh, white sneakers. Cause that's what old people wear. Yes. This is true. Um, what was the other one? Style. Uh, so you get a style, a hobby and a cool move, a hobby and a cool move. Um, I think my hobby would be target shooting with like mm. handguns. Yeah. Cause fuck it, and yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah it makes and my, sense. And my cool move would be uh, the drama, where like if people are on to me or whatever, I could just pretend to like I just act really well, like a frail old lady, and uh, and just get out of shit. That I don't know how the game works, but that's that's my choices. <laughs> yeah, what is your old lady name? Mm. That's the real question here. Dorothea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Dorothea the Hustler. The yeah. handguns. The handguns, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, I got to check out that game. Brindlewood Bay is the yeah. name of the game. Um, amazing. Yeah, well, those are all of the questions that we have. Uh, we can circle back around and made a role play if you would like to get some of those questions too. Those are yeah. some fun ones. For um, sure. We can do those before we cut to a very quick break. We can do okay. that. Yeah. Um, so... Allegra of Mayday asks, what is your favorite way to build in to build in-character bonds for a game, whether it's giving players an interesting place to meet, introducing an NPC that becomes integral to the party, um, integral to the party, or pre-planning something with another player? Uh, so I think it depends. Ben, see you later. Have a good have a good rest of your night. Bye. Amazing. Um, I think it depends on the situation. Uh, because I run one shots for people it's kind of easier just kind of get an idea of who they want to play excuse me what their role in like the community is and then just have them be introduced that way and then i saw an interview talked about like having them like go through a story of an adventure and just like as they're talking about it who who does what um like who killed the beast like who did the finishing blow that kind of stuff and um so i kind of took that and was like okay well you know similarly like how like what is your room like mm. right what are the trophies that you have in there from maybe monsters that you guys have killed together and allow them to kind of go through those things i think um helps 
but in like a normal game, oh God, I mean, in all the games that we've played, I think I've either had them start out as friends or it's been like we added people in slowly over time. And it's just like you get introduced and then, you know, there's a reason this person is supposed to be here and there's a reason these people are supposed to be here and, mm-hmm. and then let them kind of sort it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've used that a couple of times. I know more recently I've seen B Dave use it, uh, yeah. in a way that was like, um, how did you die? How did all of you die? Kind yeah. of, and that's yeah. like kind of separate threads, but then they end out in the same place together dead, yeah. which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Um, and one of my favorite questions to ask is like, if it's a party that has already known each other, what does your, uh, group portrait look like? Oh, like yeah. what does like painted <laughs> you went to like a county fair or something and got something painted for you and what does your first picture of yourselves as a team look like yeah. and kind of go from there to establish i feel like those kind of questions are so fun yeah um and it just like you said it, it makes those bonds super quick and everyone else has everyone has fun like writing their own story before the story begins like yeah story versus plot there but for sure yeah so good that's so good um let's see one last question before we cut to a quick break um allegra asks what is the most important thing to you to include in your games either as a player or as a gm (sighs) i think probably just elements that the characters can relate to Mm. Um, similar to like doing interviews, like I just try to do a lot of listening and, and, uh, paying attention to what, um, the other person is focused on or talking about or whatever. And so, yeah, just trying to find things that make it feel, um, important to them, make it feel lived in for them. Um, you know, things that can kind of tie their character to, to the game, I think is just so important. Yeah. Super important. I agree. I agree. That is amazing. Thank you to everyone who sent in questions. Thank you to everyone who participated and sent such nice words. I'm sure that I'm still going to keep getting like things for you. So I'm just going to start texting them. I'm going to be like, hey, just letting you know, this is going directly to you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we're going to cut away for a quick break. Um, Get this guy into politics. He's got all the right answers. I agree. I agree. We're going to cut away for a quick break. Yeah, everyone have a great night. We'll be back for some more questions. Yeah. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to my channel. This is at Black Girl Mage on Twitch. You found it. But, you know, we are here (laughs) to celebrate Navarre of Secret Nerd Podcast. I'm so excited to have you, Navarre. Um, Yep. I'm excited to be here. I'm trying to read this name. Uh, It's Ass Man Upside Down. Ass man upside down. Ass man upside down. We is back. We we are back. Okay. Um, I love that so much. Uh, that's the best way to not get banned on Twitch. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's the best way. Yeah. So now is we're moving more into the AMA portion where it's kind of any questions. Um, any questions that you know, if people aren't able to throw questions at you, I will throw some questions at you. A question that we had earlier that I wanted to ask you. Why are you so biased towards Pathfinder? I know the answer. Because <laughs> it's better? Like, I don't know. <laughs> what does uh, better mean to you? I mean that the mechanics work better than D&D mechanics. I feel like it allows you to feel heroic at first level, which D&D doesn't give me that feeling um, because you're able to do three attacks in one round. Yep. The game has already built in more diversity. Um, Like you can literally play a black elf that has character art for the black elf and dwarves and halflings. Yeah. I mean, the character options are absolutely insane. Uh, Like you can, it's, you could create two, you and I could both create a level 20 fighter and they would be astronomically different. Yeah. And like the things they can do in their role play, in their exploration, in their, combat like everything would just be so different so yeah yep i think 2e is something that i'm extremely excited to like explore Mm -hmm. um you've sent me the books for it i think i just need to like actually sit down and read through them because i think that 
I personally will like the number crunchiness. Yeah. Um, that's not something a lot of people say about D and D, but uh, <laughs> that is that is something that I I personally think I would enjoy is figuring out. But also, dice math is my favorite kind of math. Like, I am that annoying. Like, I'm not the annoying player that's like, oh, it's seven. But like, I am the person that's like, if you really are struggling with the numbers literally just say them out loud to me. I can add them up in a second because that yeah. kind of dice math means nothing to me. Um, yeah. So I feel like the the crunch is really good. And I also don't think, I think that there's crunch to Pathfinder, but I also don't think it's as bad um, yeah. as people think it is. It really people isn't. People think crunch is like synonymous with negativity and like, oh, it means like the game is grindy. And it's like, I've played a lot of games where it's grindy and it has nothing to do with the system it has more to do with the dm and how they carry out what you do exactly um, so i i don't know i'm excited to try it um yeah. ask man ba- backwards uh says <laughs> it's ttrpg clash time like the creator class the weekend who's your opponent uh, oh my gosh i don't know if i fully understand this question miguel um there was a did you hear about creator clash mm-mm. there was basically they had like I think it was a bunch of influencers, a bunch of TikToks, TikTokers and stuff with no experience in boxing mm. do a boxing event this weekend. <laughs> and it was nuts. It just was absolutely nuts. And they called who's it Who's my Clash. opponent for that? Yeah, who's your opponent? Who are you boxing? Against a bunch of fucking nerds. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's sorry, always that was really good... toxic. I'm, I apologize, guys. Um, <laughs> You're good. Uh, who? Yeah, I don't know. I feel like it'd have to be good. Um. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's it, it most of the times it's in good spirits. Like they're not like right. talking shit about each other the entire time. It's like, I know, like we're going to have fun here and boxing is fun. Let's do it. I don't know about creator clash, but I know boxing yeah. in general is supposed to be like a very fair weather, fair weather sport. Let's let's call it. Let's just say B Dave for the simple yeah. fact that he's almost a foot taller than me. Uh, I'm sure his reach is yep. absolutely insane. <laughs> um, and uh yeah i don't know it'd just be fun you know but i got a, I got a few years younger on him so maybe yeah. i don't know yeah yeah that's that's my answer b dave that's what yeah that would be great that would be absolutely great um i think brutal dan would be a very interesting matchup yeah, i would not <laughs> danny you're out of your fucking mind uh i mean yeah he seems like a big teddy bear but he's also a huge person Lifter. yeah, so, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, no. Oh my no, god. I'd rather fight B Dave. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Uh uh if I have a question personally. Yeah. Um and chat, feel free to throw any questions you have at us. We're here to, you know, answer. Um we're going to be sticking around for another 15 or so minutes. Um and then we're going to kind of peace out for the night because we're so excited to just like, I don't know. I'm just excited <laughs> about this anniversary. It's like, yeah. it's not even an anniversary. It's just like a celebration. Um <laughs> But we did it. We came. We Connie. Came Connie. Hello. Oh, my uh, gosh. Hi. Oh, um, my goodness. We got yeah. we got the vibes here. Um, my question for you. Is. Oh, say noir. Hello. Hey, hey. Oh, someone else has a question. What is your hundo plans? What, what are oh, my plans, plans for the uh, 100th yeah. episode? <sighs> I don't know, man. This, but in um, person. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh no i, I don't think i'm following i don't know um i mean it could be another q a that might be fun um it could be something else i haven't thought that far ahead like yeah. 50 episodes is already kind of just mind-blowing um the fact that i've been doing this uh oh. carl's here too gosh yes. uh hey. got the squad in uh, chat. yeah the squad is in chat um yeah I, so i don't know I guess we'll see how yeah. things go over the next 50. Yeah, um, definitely. Definitely. Let's see. Speaking of Q and A's though, I will say this. I know it's kind of a shameless plug, but I did officially launch, launch a Patreon <gasps> and C's here too. God, oh my gosh. See, Oh my okay. heart. Um, yeah. Let me just work through this. Let me breathe through the uh, anxiety. So um, I just launched Patreon. So if you all would like to help the show and you can, um, like no pressure, of course, uh, I understand the times, but yeah, you can find it at Patreon slash secret nerd podcast and uh, real easy. So 
Yeah, right now I just have a couple a couple of tiers because I'm a busy dad and uh, I don't have a lot of time to do a bunch of crazy stuff. But um, yeah, uh, access to Discord and um, some early episodes, depending on the tier you get into, for now, and then we'll we'll kind of see where it goes. And depending on the tier you get into, you can also get um, any micro RPG I make for free. I'll just you know through the Patreon. So and I plan on making more. I promise. Oh, I love that so much for you. Seriously. I think you really deserve, like you really deserve Thank it. I, I would throw all the money in the world that you, if I could just <laughs> Thank you. the amplification of voices uh, that you bring to the space is uh, there's just nothing like it. I think. Thank um, you. Question for you. Yeah. We kind of talked a little bit about how, uh, players entering the development of your campaign like when you start thinking of a campaign or start thinking mm-hmm. of a one shot or thinking of a story you want to tell yeah how important are players to what you develop and and do you ever come up with like is there ever a point in time where like are are you weaving players into your story or are you weaving your story into what your players give you um <sighs> I usually, when I have an idea, it kind of works in a couple ways. Like there's, um, usually it's like, I want my players to fight this monster for them to fight this monster. They need to be this level, um, how they get here. I can design. And then I find the cast Mm -hmm. and then I talk to the cast about what they want to play. And then I work that into it so that it makes sense for who they're, for what they're playing. Yeah. Um, I also uh, just recently did a pitch where I just sent a series of pictures um, and uh, and yeah, and uh, and that turned into a game. So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they were not like they were pictures of of characters from from the Wayne Expanse book. Um, uh-huh. But uh, just to be clear, in case people are are going to act weird about that. Um, but yeah, so I think it's definitely like player based. I have mm-hmm. a general basic idea. And then I from there, I just. I want the players to have fun. Yeah. And that's all I care about. So when it comes to kind of that idea, your core idea, you kind of start from the end and work backwards is what I'm yes. kind of hearing. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. For at least for one shots. Yeah. 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 So question, does the prep for your home games look different than preps for games that are kind of I, I don't know if you you don't do like streamed APs yet, but you yeah. have some like on your podcast. Um and it it feels like like you even used the word cast earlier. That's what triggered this was like yeah do you prep for your home games the way you would prep for like an AP or prep for something that's going to be streamed? No, because honestly I feel like one shots take more prep mm-hmm. because you have to have like a completely structured framework. That the mm-hmm. players can play in. Whereas yep. in like in a campaign, you can kind of have like start here and then we'll build from there as we yeah. play. Yeah. Uh, but a one shot, you can't do that. You have to have a framework of, you know, these are the things, these are the people we're going to meet, that kind of stuff. And so I I think, yeah, it's definitely a different process. Yeah. And as I'm like learning how to write adventures now, it's yeah, even one shots are just so involved. They, um, they really and, are. Yeah. And honestly, once I'm like done with like the world building part of an of a campaign and like I know what monster you're gonna fight and I know like the map we're gonna use, my prep is literally just me thinking about what could go wrong. Yeah. And and then waiting for the players to react. That's amazing. I, I really enjoy that because I think something that's just not something a lot of people think of a lot of people uh we've talked about the difference between like ap's and uh home games and kind of that that result um but i i think i want to cut over to some of the questions we have in chat right now because there's some interesting ones um which tabletop rpg do you want to play but haven't got a chance to yet so many um i really want to play masks i own the Mm, book same played it yet literally same um, every time i sign up see, to play mass, promised just, uh, that connie would run the game for me but um we're all busy i'm not i'm not i'm not saying connie. that uh, connie's trying to back connie. out of it. um it. yeah that's a game i really want to play um <laughs> but yeah god i mean there's so many like i mean monster of the week looks mm-hmm. really amazing um but probably if i had and and the witcher rpg 
I really oh, want to yeah. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, favorite Egyptian god or goddess? Do you have one? Uh, no, I draw the eye of Ra a lot. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess Ra. There you go. Because why not? What is your favorite time zone? <laughs> Mine. Damn it. It's convenient for me. <laughs> Mountain standard time. Best answer ever. Um, weirdest monster you've ever run? Hmm. Um, that's tough. Oh, Pathfinder has some really fun, some really fun monsters. Um, lots of different like weird demons you can get into. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, the weirdest. I don't know. I really, I really love doppelgangers because yes. I think I love like mysteries and like crime drama. So, yeah. uh, yeah, doppelgangers can can do that really well. Oh yeah, I think we've talked about that before. Um, we're in quick fire mode because I think we've got like six minutes left before <laughs> yeah. the stream ends. Uh, favorite bread? Um, I I feel like this is really basic. Like I just, uh, God, I don't know. <laughs> like wheat bread. Like, oh know. God, I'm not a, uh, I know, I'm not a, answer. I'm not a big bread person. Um, oh, French oh, bread, garlic bread, garlic bread. Garlic is my bread. bread. That yeah, I'll, I'll settle for that. <laughs> Perfect. Um, when does your next tabletop RPG come out? Oof. Well, that's a bit. Yeah. No, you're fine. Um, I'll say this: I have adventures that will be out soon, like in the next couple of weeks. Mm. Full games, I am so focused on like making a big game that it's hard. Like I, I've skipped two game jams that I would really enjoy doing because I just can't move my focus from this thing that I'm doing over mm-hmm. to those. And uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm canceled. I did now, cancel you for yeah. saying <laughs> that's <weird. fair. laughs> I'm like I don't know. <laughs> whatever I can put peanut butter on. Um, the, uh, uh, but yeah, I think. So it's kind of a weird answer. I have adventures that will be coming out that people will be able to get for free, but I also am working on a big game, but I will probably do smaller games in the future because they're fun to make. Nice. Uh, beer of choice. If I'm going to the store, it's a Negro Modelo. Nice. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But we have a lot bar. of... Yeah. If I'm, like microbreweries, I usually will drink... Yeah, it's... It's t- it kind of depends. We have a lot of really good microbreweries out here, but like I like you know a porter's really good. Um, I don't like stouts because they're too flat. Mm-hmm. Red ales can be good. I fucking hate IPAs. I think they're trash. Uh, <laughs> that's my hot take. That's my second hot take of the evening. My second first hot, hot take, take was wheat bread. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's going strong. <laughs> um, favorite horror movie you recently watched? I don't watch horror movies because my wife uh, hates them and is terrified of them. So I haven't watched one recently. Um, I'll answer a different way in that I really want to watch Nope by Jordan Peele. Oh, yeah, me too. I can. Oh, gosh. Anything Jordan Peele touches, anything he touches. Um, It's your birthday soon. What do you want? (laughs) Um. You already know the answer, Miguel. Um, uh, graphics, uh, graphic uh, tablet, art tablet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can, so I can draw. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a question, which yeah. is I'm coming up with it right now. Um, when you're a player, what kind of DM or GM is your favorite kind of DM or GM to play for? <sighs> like, what are the qualities, characteristics of your favorite DM? I have been the DM for most of the games that I've played. Yeah. Um, that said, I think, like, no lie, Connie is one of my absolute favorite uh, DMs. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think it's because they care and they listen so much and they, like, can incorporate not only, like, funny moments, but intense moments and emotional moments. And so I think any DM who can do that who can really take what you're giving them as a player and incorporate it in a really strong way. Yeah. I think that's, that's absolutely incredible. Yeah. I think he does a great job of just like, like you said, pulling those strings of players. Mm -hmm. And for some, for some, like something that one of my friends says all the time 
that not every DM is for each player and not every player is for every DM. And like, yeah. you, you know, that's just the truth. Yeah. But like, I love hearing DMs favorite, like DM and GM's favorite DMs because yeah. it's like very indicative of like, is especially if you don't get to play a lot, Mm-hmm. You just tell the kind of person they're like, if this person asked me to drop the game, I would do it hands down, <laughs> lickety yeah. split, like no questions asked. Um, but when you DM so much, you also get a hang of like what you would settle for exactly. Yeah. And there are some people that I've been like, I will not. I'm so sorry. I love you so much as a person. I will not be in your game. I love you. And it's just because it comes down to that feeling of like, I know what I like. I know what I do not like. And that yeah. I, I, it's not about, it's not personal, but it's just a DM <laughs> thing. Um, yeah, what do you sure. think of the strength of thousands so far? Of strength yeah, so of thousands strength, so far. strength of thousands is the, uh, is the adventure path we're playing um, in our home game for yeah. Pathfinder 2E. I love it. I love, it's all about like, you go to a magic school, but you have to do stuff for your community. You know, you have to like help people around the town and it's not just about like you becoming the most powerful wizard it's about you becoming a pillar of your community and i think it's it's so much fun yeah i need you to send that to me because that sounds that sounds amazing i love any sort of adventure that has like a psychological or sociological under undertale where you're like yeah. Ooh, i'm secretly yeah. teaching you how to observe your surroundings or how to become more <laughs> mentally present for yourself yeah. what are you gonna do now like, <laughs> yeah. nerd like yeah. oh my god amazing well it is 10 30 on the dot i appreciate you so much navar for coming onto my channel and for doing this this was mm. just no, no, no. I appreciate you. The fact that you took the time to do this for me um, is absolutely incredible. And I mean, you're amazing. Obviously, everybody who's ever met you can instantly tell that you're amazing. But seriously, uh, thank you so much. This is this has been um, so wonderful. And yes. I, I really do appreciate everything you've done for me. So literally yeah, appreciate you. you so much. We could talk for hours. I like seriously. you're just one of those people that I could literally yeah. just sit and talk to you about tabletop for hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we will not be doing that right now. This is the end of the stream. Go ahead and tell everyone where to find you and what cool stuff you're doing. Yeah. So yeah, Secret Nerd Podcast, wherever you pod, um, you can find me at Secret NRD Social on uh, Twitter or now, reluctantly, uh, Navar <laughs> SNP uh, as my personal Twitter um, because I'm going to do more stuff than, than, than just the podcast. So um, yeah, so like I said, making adventures uh, for Pathfinder 2E. I'll probably be writing some scenarios for Delta Green. I will um, be making a big game. And in the meantime, making smaller games um, as well as just trying to be involved and hang out as much as I can with uh, the amazing folks in the TTRPG space. And yeah. And I think you can find all the links. I think, um, I mean, uh, let's just put them in there now, but if, if you don't mark them down now, you can just go to secretnerdpodcast.com and everything will be linked there uh, on the website as well. Um, Thank you everybody who showed up and asked questions and, and came to hang out and chat. And um, this is, uh, more than I could have ever imagined. So I'm, I'm super excited and, and I appreciate all of you. This is really, really cool. Absolutely. You're remarkable. And like I said, I appreciate everything you bring to the space. I don't know anybody who's doing it like you. Um, I hope that everyone has a great night. Thank you so much to everyone who pulled up and asked questions and showed love to Navar um tonight this was amazing good job you big dumb guy i'm (laughs) proud of you oh that's so sweet um you're all amazing sonia thank you uh ask man backwards thank you um (laughs) so excited to have you on i literally want to just do a whole interview a separate one outside of this where i ask you all the questions of the world we get a full hour and i just (laughs) go at it it'd be amazing we gotta plan it for sure I would love that. I hope everyone has a great night. We will see you on the internet, on the web somewhere. Yeah. Have a great night, everyone. Bye, Bye everyone. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you would like to reach out to us, check out the many options on the Anchor app or anchor.fm on your browser. You can also reach us at secretnerdpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe to the show. And if you'd like, leave a review to help us grow this thing. 